0: It's frustrating, uncomfortable, and even painful, but it separates those who achieve from those who don't. I'm talking about deliberate practice. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. Deliberate practice. It's not the first time I've heard this, but it's such a a significant piece of information that it warrants an aha moment several times over. I came across the word Kaizen doing doctoral work years ago. It's the Japanese word for continuous improvement. And that word popped up again in Angela Duckworth's excellent read entitled Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. Now Duckworth uses Kaizen as a precursor to her discussion on deliberate practice. What's deliberate practice? I'm glad you asked. Let's listen as Angela Duckworth introduces the concept.
1: Perhaps not so coincidentally, the dancer Martha Graham declared, it takes about 10 years to make a mature dancer. More than a century ago, psychologists studying telegraph operators observed that reaching complete fluency in Morse code was rare because of the, quote, many years of hard apprenticeship, unquote, required. How many years? Our evidence, the researchers concluded, is that it requires 10 years to make a thoroughly seasoned press dispatcher. If you've read Erickson's original research, you know that 10,000 hours of practice spread over 10 years is just a rough average. Some of the musicians he studied reached the high-water mark of expertise before that and some after. But there's a good reason why the 10,000-hour rule and the 10-year rule have gone viral. They give you a visceral sense of the scale of the required investment. Not a few hours, not dozens, not scores, not hundreds. Thousands and thousands of hours of practice over years and years and years. The really crucial insight of Ericsson's research, though, is not that experts log more hours of practice. Rather, it's that experts practice differently. Unlike most of us, experts are logging thousands upon thousands of hours of what Erickson calls deliberate practice.
0: Now, Dr. Duckworth goes on to say that it's not practice, but deliberate practice that separates good performance from world-class performance. So if you're... If you're not okay with just being okay, listen up. Deliberate practice has four essential components, and I'm going to highlight them briefly because it's not in keeping with this podcast to share everything in the book. That's why we buy the book, and I would encourage you, buy this book. Read it, apply it. But here are the four pieces of deliberate practice. Number one, a clearly defined stretch goal. Number two, full concentration and effort. Number three, immediate and informative feedback. And number four, repetition with reflection and refinement. And again, you can find more about this in her book, particularly chapter seven, which she aptly entitles, Practice. But here's what it looks like. Let me share with you a few examples. These are ones that she highlights in her book. It looks like Benjamin Franklin, who painstakingly compared his early writing with that found in articles in a popular magazine in order to isolate his faults and correct them it looks like spelling bee champions who accumulate more practice than their competitors particularly quote unassisted and solitary spelling practice unquote including memorizing new words it looks like it looks like students who use quizzes to discover their shortcomings embrace their weaknesses and then work very specifically to overcome them. It looks, like, it looks like Olympian swimmer Rowdy Gaines, who trained eight years, listen to this, swam some 20,000 miles for a race that lasted 49 seconds. It looks like dancer Martha Graham, who said, attempting to do what you cannot yet do is frustrating, uncomfortable, and even painful. She said this, quote, Dancing appears glamorous, easy, delightful, but the path to the paradise of that achievement is not easier than any other. There is fatigue so great that the body cries even in its sleep. There are times of complete frustration. There are daily small deaths. Close quote. And while deliberate practice isn't easy, it does satisfy. In other words, people that engage in this look back and say, I didn't like it, but man, am I glad I did it. And that said, do most people do it? In other words, do most people engage in deliberate practice? Listen to what Duckworth writes. But how many hours of practice do most people accomplish that checks all four of these boxes? My guess is that many people are cruising through life doing precisely Zero hours of daily deliberate practice. Hey, Kaizen is a wonderful concept. Continuous improvement, deliberate practice, all of that sounds great in theory. The question is will you and I be those who check off all four boxes? Number one, a clearly defined stretch goal, full concentration and effort, immediate and informative feedback, and repetition with reflection and refinement? Will we be those who engage in that type of deliberate practice? Well, that's my thought on my walk with Angela Duckworth and the book you really ought to buy, read and apply, entitled Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. Let me encourage you to stop by on my walk. You can get a glimpse of what I've been reading and what I'm reading now, as well as a full review of Duckworth's book. I'll have that up for you by tonight or tomorrow.